0: Hey, everybody, this is Betsy Carmody. We've covered a lot of popular culture on our little podcast, but sometimes there's a few things that just get past us. That's where the Sacred Six steps in. From Star Trek to Major League Baseball, from the streets of Baltimore on the wire, to the trails of the Camino de Santiago in Spain, the Sacred Six is there to deep dive on topics that deserve just a little more attention. So if you're looking to cover an item in popular culture from A to Z, check out the sacred six on the popping collars feed wherever you get your podcast pop pop oh
1: thank you hmm? Sam Paulette Marv me
2: well you know them you all big fans of the podcast you're tie-dye
1: the uh. oh, OG <laughs> little light is shining through the window let me know everything's all right summer breeze Feel fine,
3: the in my mind. Hello everyone and welcome to Popping Collars. Uh, I am your host, one of four, Ricardo Avila. I'm the rector at St. Luke's Episcopal Church in Los Gatos, California, the home of Netflix, the home of many lovely things. And with me are my co-hosts. You know them by now, but let's go ahead and do a round-robin introduction, starting with the person to my right, Betsy Carmody. Betsy, tell us.
0: My name is Betsy. I'm here in Alexandria, Virginia, where I work at the U. fiscal High School as head chaplain. And when's this, when's this episode coming out, Craig? Where are we going to be? Uh,
2: we are June. This First is Monday. June. I'm out of
0: school. I'm out of school. <laughs> I'm so close right now. We're recording. I'll just, you know. It's, it's just moment to moment here. It's one, every day is one more moment-making thing for the seniors. You know, it's just like we're in that heavy countdown time. So uh, so it's, but it's, it's going to be great. Things are about to be real quiet here at the old boarding school. That's
3: great. Thank you, Betsy. Yeah. Why is the school called the Episcopal School? Is it? Did they not? Could they not think of a name? Or is it like the?
0: It's Episcopal. It's Episcopal High School, but we were the first high school in the state of Virginia. Oh wow! So when we cheer at events, sometimes people say "Go High School." That's all they say.
3: (laughs) That's cute. Wow! So do you have a mascot? A mascot?
0: We do not have a mascot. We are sold. We're sold. We're color. You're a color. We're just the we're maroon. The maroon, like the harvard crimson right well thank you i I, i'm glad i asked i always Well, history lesson well history lesson
3: also with me is my other co-host coming hailing from the middle of the country liz easton tell us how it's going
4: hey ricardo i am liz easton i'm the canon to the ordinary in the diocese of nebraska and um it's great it's thunderstorm season Uh, which is my favorite time of year. I love it. Um, You know, as long as everyone stays safe, it's just sort of a beautiful time in the Midwest and um, not much else to report. You know, I'm also the transition minister in the Diocese of Nebraska. And if you are an Episcopal priest searching for a new call, I'd love to talk to you. Dioneb.org. Give it look wow. us up. Give a wow. call. so I feel like at a certain point, once
0: Liz does this at least three or four times, guys, I <laughs> think mm-hmm. we yeah. have to get some sponsorship dollars yeah. from the Oh, from exactly DiONEB, right. sure. Yeah. So I mean, you know, just I think I think we would have our first official mm-hmm, commercial mm-hmm. sponsor
4: of the show. Just, I just we'd, sorry, Liz. We'd that was a little it. business aside. Yeah, yeah. 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 I understand. I think yeah, that we'd yeah. be up for it. We're exploring yeah. all avenues of advertising.
2: Yeah, Betsy, that, that you are exactly right on that. No free ads. You got it. Yeah.
4: <laughs> no free ads. Wait, the Episcopal <laughs> High School didn't just get a free ad.
0: <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I didn't. I was asked a question and
4: I answered it. You know,
0: I. I, I, I mean, I wasn't smacking of. Thirst and desperation. Yeah, oh it's, it's
2: truer words. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, breaking up, breaking up the. i I'm, I'm sorry. I love, I love the Diocese of
0: Nebraska. I'm sorry. I'm going to launch into another commercial
2: for the Diocese. Thank it's,
0: you. It's
1: beautiful.
3: I have to say, I, so I love the Diocese of Nebraska as well. I love the Canon to the Ordinary, and um, I love mm-hmm. uh, when I've been in Omaha, I've enjoyed it, and, and certainly the Bruce Springsteen album Nebraska. Uh-huh. Uh huh. From which he played one or two songs when Liz and I saw him on Broadway a few years.
0: Yep, yeah. yep. Broad yeah, I don't know if, don't know if anyone knows that. <laughs> Just backdoor into it's that. It's not even back a segue. Door.
2: That's like, that's really, that's uncalled for. Mm. It is uncalled for. You're right. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then finally, last but certainly not least,
3: is the inimitable, wonderful, ever charming, ever wise,
4: yeah, Greg Tell us, Greg.
2: Charming. Uh, charming wow. Betsy hear that
4: um, a minute what what word is that
2: a <laughs> minute amid- I say amid- in, in, inimitable
4: what does that mean
2: I've never heard that word that means I'm on all of these podcasts that's what it means hey Ricardo <laughs> hey, thank you for the introduction I appreciate it um yes I am down here in Palm Beach Florida where I work at the Church of Bethesda by the sea uh, you know, one of the things that I do at the Church of Bethesda by is that I lead a theology in film class. And we just watched our last film of the series uh, this past week. We watched A Man for All Seasons from 1966. Ooh. My trick with movies now is that I watch them really late at night. If a movie is good, I will stay awake. And if I'm struggling with a movie, I will fall asleep. I, I I'm proud to say that I made it through most of a man for all seasons, but you made it through most
0: of the seasons most of right the seasons.
2: most of the seasons I made it, but there was a moment where I was starting to fade just a little bit. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna have to finish this up tomorrow. I'm gonna have to stop it right here, finish it up tomorrow. So uh on my lunch break today, I fire up a man for all seasons. I had exactly one minute left to go in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I turn it on, Thomas Moore gets beheaded. Spoilers. <laughs> Thomas Moore gets beheaded and it's over. And I'm like, what? Oh, I, I could have just stayed up for that. Anyway, that's my story.
3: Nice, Greg. Well, you know, uh, thanks for the spoiler. All right, well, thank you all. Um, we're back to our one of our one of my favorite episodes that we do on popping collars it's now become an institution if you will. This is our third mm-hmm. annual popping playlist wherein your favorite co-hosts of your favorite Episcopal podcast, the longest running by the way uh in history uh get together and choose four songs that they think you should hear and we mix it up randomly and we each share about why these songs are, you no, know, that they why they tickle our ears and tickle our fancy, why they make us want to groove or gaze at our navel or share with someone else. So uh, without further ado because we know you want to hear what we want you to hear, let us spin the magic wheel <gasps> Betsy's which... favorite wheel <laughs> <laughs>
2: yep yeah. it landed on Liz Liz Easton. Oh!
1: We'll oh be kicking gosh. off our Spotify
2: playlist. Okay, hey Liz. Before you start,
3: let me just say, everybody, that this is going to be completely random, according to the wheels, whims, and yeah. so Liz could have all four of her songs. Oh, in for all we know, I could. Uh, None but- of us
4: knows. I like the suspense. None of us knows. Yeah. Um. Thank you. My list is like tr- like insanely eclectic. Like it's so eclectic, it's ridiculous. So just like buckle up. I don't know why I picked any of these songs. They have nothing in common. Um, other than that I like them. And so the first one I'm going to tell you a little something about is a song that I had never heard until this year. It is the song Silver Springs by Fleetwood Mac. You
1: could be my Blue green flashing
2: Have you guys heard this song? Wow. You haven't oh, heard Yeah, it you've it. never. No, I've heard that
4: never song. heard Silver Springs. <laughs> never. Never. I don't know it at least by name. Okay, thank you. Dang, okay. It's on okay.
2: rumors, right? No.
4: What? <laughs> no, it is not on rumors. And so let me tell you a little story about this incredible song by Fleetwood Mac. So, Stevie Nicks wrote a song about her breakup with Lindsey Buckingham, and it is called Silver Springs. It is a beautiful song and it was not included on the album. And she was pissed about that. What was included on the album was Lindsey Buckingham's song about breaking up with Stevie Nicks called Go Your Own Way, which is a little rude, Okay. So when they released Go Your Own Way as a single, Silver Springs was the B-side to that single, but it was never on the album. In, like, the 90s, maybe 1997, the original lineup of Fleetwood Mac reunited for a tour called The Dance, and then it was televised. Do you remember that? Yes. Because I remember my my parents were like, oh, my God, like, Fleetwood Mac is back together. My parents were losing their (laughs) mind. Totally. So we all watched it, right? So, um they perform this song Silver Springs but as the performance continues you can watch them they sort of are looking they're standing side by side on the stage and they're kind of sneaking glances with each other she turns to him and just like belts out the end of the song to him the last um it's like a repetition of the final words of the song which are um I will follow you down till the sound of my voice will haunt you. You'll never get away from the sound of a woman who loves you. And you can see it is like a witchy incantation. (laughs) And she is just all of this energy is going at him. And he, you can like see him sort of back away. Like, oh my God, is this really happening? So that's my first song, Silver Springs by Fleetwood Mac. Not a religious aspect to this at all, but.
2: (laughs) Okay. Spin the wheel. It landed on Ricardo. <gasps>
1: hey!
0: I there's
3: a, there's a very loose theme to my four songs, and it's basically songs that I've discovered or rediscovered in the past year or two. My first choice is one that I rediscovered. It just shows up on Spotify sometimes, randomly, if you let your mix go too long, uh, and they start suggesting stuff. So um, it's a cover. Oh, and then two of my songs are from 1969. Two of my songs are cover songs. So the first one is called To Love Somebody and it's by Nina Simone.
1: There's a, life, a kind of life.
3: Uh, it's actually written by the Bee Gees and performed by the Bee Gees. Uh, it was on their 1967 album, Bee Gees First. Uh, but this recording by Nina Simone I think is amazing. Uh, it's from 1969 and I discovered it because I've did a little, you know how you sometimes late night do rabbit holes where you're looking at things and then suddenly this thing pops up, the hundred best songs of 1969 according to so and so magazine, maybe Rolling Stone or something. So of course I had to look at them all, it was up till four in the morning. I think this was a thing in like the late 60s of like this combination of like and like strings. and. The, the backup singers who kind of chime in and respond or repeat what you just said. So it's it's just a very, very um, fun song, but about a depressing topic. It's like, you know, I, I love you so much, but you don't know what it's like because you don't love me the same way, basically. that The song was written um, by Barry and Robin Gibb back in the 60s when they weren't disco at all. They were much more kind of pop folk. Uh, In a June 2001 interview with Mojo Magazine, he says, This song was for Robert Stigwood, their producer. I say that unabashedly. He asked me to write a song for him personally. It was written in New York and played to Otis Redding. And actually, originally, Otis Redding was going to record it. But personally, it was for Robert. He meant a great deal to me. I don't think it was a homosexual affection, but a tremendous admiration for this man's abilities and gifts. It's a love song. Like one of the verses is, now Nina Simone says, I'm a woman, but he says, I'm a man. Can't you see what I am? I live and breathe for you. But what good does it do if I ain't got you, I ain't got you. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, <laughs> but it's a great yeah. song, NME, New Musical Express. Named it number 94 on its 100 Greatest Songs of the 1960s. I love fun facts like
2: that. Nina I Simone, love, love Somebody, 1969. Spinning? Yes. I'm, I'm just, not to rush us along. I just know that we have a lot of songs that so we need to get to. <laughs> I uh, The Wheel is Chosen, Betsy. It's favorite person, Betsy.
0: So I'm going to go with the shorty. It's just a good song. Like, it's a song that like those songs you imagine that you turn up while you're getting ready to go out, and so um, it's it's a song that is my only YouTube connection on this list. It is not YouTube, which by the way, I should tell everybody. I saw Bono on Broadway last month, that's so right. just you know, hey, you know, you have Bruce, I have Bono. That's fine. This song is called "These Are the Days," and it's by Inhaler. is a band that is fronted by bono's son elijah so they started as a tween band teen band together and then have you know they released their first album and they went number one on the british music charts but it's just it's just a great song it's your summer playlist kind of windows down type song So right, there you go inhaler nice love it these I'm are the to...
2: days i thought you were gonna say maniacs 000 maniacs or
4: something. Mm-hmm. that's
2: also a great song <laughs> all right wheel Oh, look at this fair and balanced yeah. wheel. It has picked me for the four wow. right oh. on our playlist. I and, trust this uh, wheel. You, I'm sorry. I, what I heard was I very much trust this wheel. Is that what I No, I, I do I not. Oh, 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 never My mind. Um, so I have a kind of very loose theme for mine, and it's actually kind of multiple themes. One is I wanted to pick songs from different decades. Two is I wanted to pick uh, songs from one-hit wonder artists because that's kind of fun, right? Like, you know, the one-hit wonder people are the songs that show up and you're like, oh, yeah. And then uh, three, I was thinking of what do I want to hear this summer? And after, you know, last year I was feeling really pretty heavy around this time uh when we were making the playlist and so i just like my heart is going to a place of like i just need something light and fun and youthful like that's the big thing that's kind of like running through my head as i was putting together a list of songs and so i'm kicking things off with my 1970s one hit wonder from the band Mott the hoople it's all the young dudes
1: In the head when he was 25.
2: Speed job. Yeah, originally written by David Bowie, which I think Bowie performs it um, in concerts every now and then. It's one of those songs that it's like you can kind of hear like some of the influences that Bowie had running through his brain when he was writing the song. Like there are parts of the lyrics where it sounds very much like Dylan. And then the sort of shouting parts during the chorus sound very much like a John Lennon kind of vibe. Um, And it's almost like this mashup of like all of these kind of influences that were sort of weaving their way through maybe Bowie's world, but certainly like 70s music at the time. And like, where's the experimentation coming from? Where is the joy coming from? Like, where is the youthful energy coming from? And so... All the Young Dudes by Mata Hoople.
4: I have literally never heard that song.
2: You'll hear it when this episode comes out. You'll love it. And you'll get to hear it on our Spotify playlist that I'm currently creating. Right
0: I'm now. Not supposed to say. Wow.
3: Mata Hoople. How could you not become world famous and have many hits with a name like that? <laughs> they probably had a wheel to spin to find out what their name would be, and that's what's <laughs> happened. <laughs> right.
2: Uh, speaking of the wheel, it has picked me again.
1: <sighs> oh, oh, I, back, to again,
0: back, 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 back to back. Two in a
2: row. I get back it's to back a draft, It's a draft order. No pressure. Uh, the wheel appreciated my, you know, complimenting.
0: Let's not personify the wheel. <laughs>
2: so and so my list of one-hit wonders comes to the 80s to so a band that is not a one-hit wonder, I'm pretty sure. I'm picking uh Don't Dream It's Over by Crowded House. I know, Betsy. I break Your the rules. Your theme all the time. falls apart, Fred. Sorry, sorry, but uh, here's the thing: "Crowded House" doesn't have a ton of hits, and this is one of—maybe there are two hits right? But "Don't Dream It's Over" is one of those songs that it, it shouldn't be a hit. You know, when you listen to it, you're like, "Okay, this is kind of pretty," but like, it doesn't rhyme. <laughs> there's no, there's no rhyming in the song, which is a little strange. Um, but the reason that I picked it is because Don't Dream It's Over shows up in the miniseries, The Stand. And it shows up when Molly Ringwald and the kid who played Ferris Bueller on the TV show, or not Ferris Bueller, what was the other? Parker Lewis. Parker Lewis oh, Can't Lose.
4: Parker
0: Lewis Can't Lose. Yeah,
2: what's his name? Or Anemic. Oh. Right?
0: Okay. okay. I'll look
2: it up. Anyway, the two of them are, like, stuck in Maine together, and in their minds, they're, like, the only people left in the world. And Molly Ringwald finds this record player in this old sort of, like, sleeve of 45s, and she puts on Don't Dream It's Over by Crowded House, and they just sit there in the living room and listen to the song. Mm. And then it does, like, a montage of what the world looks like outside and, like, you know, the quietness and the virus stuff and the like how people are surviving and like all that stuff And but the cool thing is that the miniseries lets the full song kind of play and the reason that I picked it is because like one it's a great needle drop and I'm always a big fan of needle drops but two there comes this moment where like it feels like something is being lost like this youthfulness is being lost in this moment Um, not because they're aging out of it but because they've sort of seen like damage that can happen in the world, you know, like they've gotten the knowledge of like how evil kind of moves through the world and it makes them lose like whatever innocence they may have had. And it's just really poignant. And so every time I hear that song, I think of that scene from the miniseries. And I think of these two young people who are going to have to make their way in a really messed up world. Okay, back to the wheel. No, no, I got something to say. Oh, sorry. Alright, Crowded House. So,
3: first of all, I actually Googled as you were talking, and one of the little sub-questions on Google was, was Crowded House a one-hit wonder? Oh. Uh, topical? Uh, and it says no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in fact, their self-titled debut album in the U.S. provided two top ten hits, yours and Something So Strong, as you mentioned. Oh, yeah.
1: Something So think I love the song, Chris. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay,
1: um, that's the
3: way. <laughs> and- Liz is like, okay. Paige, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, what's a needle drop, by the way? I don't actually know what that
2: means. So that's like when you're watching a movie, and then all of a sudden, like a song will start playing, okay, and to go along with like whatever's happening. So it's like you'll be watching a movie, and then all of a sudden it'll go like, doo 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 do do, 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 do. <laughs> And you're like, oh,
0: third eye blind.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's so
0: that I was. Blind. Thank you. Third eye blind oh, really? will start
2: playing.
3: I thought
0: oh, I was okay. let's, let's play. Name that
4: tune. Here we go. I thought we okay. were doing
2: the Muppets theme. <laughs> okay. Uh, the wheel has picked Liz to go next.
4: Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'll be quick with this one. And I maybe have done this on a previous popping playlist, so uh, I hope not. And that is uh, Bless the Broken Road. I set out on a narrow way many years ago. I think if you heard it, you would know it, but it was made most famous by Rascal Flatts. It's like a really famous country love song, kind of a big, um, soaring song. What I want to say about it, it may be apocryphal and it may be not true, but it's, it's a love song about someone kind of being grateful for the relationships that didn't work out, that led them ultimately to the person um, that they were meant to be with. And the story that I have heard, and I have every reason to believe that it's true, is um, it was written by Marcus Humann, who is married to Becca Stevens. And Becca Stevens is a Mm -hmm. famous Episcopal priest. He is also a faithful Episcopalian. And that the song is is about jesus it's a love song about jesus once you hear it it's a jesus, jesus is my boyfriend song right and once you hear it it really makes it it's sort of like what we were talking about earlier that a love song can have so many different meanings like i mean the very first line is i set out on a narrow way many years ago the narrow way like it, like which it, i should have known i should have not needed to be told this but Anyway, reading it through that lens is pretty special, and I love it when um, something is revealed about a person's faith or when someone shares their faith in a way that is um, not cheesy.
0: Well, that came to Episcopal, Marcus comes too.
4: Mm-hmm. And
0: so, cause, so he does music and all this kind of stuff, which is awesome. And so he sang in chapel,
2: God bless book.
4: Oh, he did? Oh, so cool.
2: That's sweet.
4: It was
0: so cool. Yeah. All right, right. wheel. All right, wheel.
2: Spinning has picked me for a third time
0: oh my gosh oh Man, getting this out of the way early like, okay
2: Will and i thanks wheel and i are really doing good uh okay so are this we is on the my,
0: 90s now greg
2: yes we are in the 90s one hit wonder and this is the one that i am going to clear out and talk a little bit because i was a youth in the 90s and i'm going to talk about the song here and now by letters to cleo here's the thing about the mid 90s was there was this genre of music called alternative rock because nobody knew what anything was like nirvana had come on the scene and made grunge music really popular but all they were really doing was just kind of making like pop versions of pixie songs you know where it was like quiet 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 loud quiet 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 loud and so everybody just started doing that right and so there were these bands that were kind of caught up in this wave that weren't, you know, weren't from Seattle, weren't from L.A., weren't part of like this whole sort of crew of Pearl Jam, Mother Love Bone, Soundgarden, like all of that stuff, Screaming Trees. They were just kind of like these, you know, off the radar rock slash folk bands. Think like Gin Blossoms, people like this, <laughs> like, you know, they're just kind of floating around. Letters to Cleo was one of those. And um and around like 1995 they had this hit song called here and Now uh, which came out, which was on like alternative radio all the time. and it was it was this really kind of funky song I wouldn't wait, I'm gonna look up the lyrics real quick. there's this part uh, right before the chorus where she just, like goes off and just starts like, it's where it says this. And it might be the comfort of a knowledge of a rise above the sky, but could never parallel the challenge of an acquisition in the here and now here and now. So that's what kind of leads up to the chorus. But what you hear on the radio is <laughs> it's like, nobody can understand like what she's saying at the moment. And so like, whenever me and my friends would listen to the song, we would like sing along and like, Nobody would know what we were singing as we would kind of mumble our way through. I have no history with this band. I have no knowledge of where they came from or who they are or what they've done since. I'm sure they're out there like playing concerts with like Smash Mouth or something right now. But this song, if it ever comes on, immediately transports me back to like riding around in cars, doing nothing, hanging out on Saturday nights, Letters to Cleo all the time it surprises me and it always makes me smile and think about like what it meant to sort of drive around with friends doing nothing
0: so they disbanded in 2000 Aww. but reunited for a small tour in 2008
1: Yay. and
0: then in 2016 they released an ep get ready for this title back to nebraska
4: <gasps> oh my gosh are they from even though nebraska? they are no they are from boston <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know what So, there
3: That's you go. Back <laughs> They wish they were from Nebraska. Obviously, they like they everyone do. does.
4: They wish they, they could apply for a job
2: there in the diet. Yeah, they wish
4: they were Episcopal priests who could... anyway. If
2: you ever, ever want to sell me a stereo, play here and now <laughs> uh, on the machine, and I'll buy it. Okay, spinning in the wheel. Wheel has chosen Betsy.
0: Okay, great. Well, then I'll do one that's a a takeoff from a TV show, because Greg did one of those like six songs ago. There's a show that's on Apple right now called Shrinking, and it stars um, Harrison Ford and Jason Segel, the very awesome uh, Jessica Williams is in it, uh, as well as The Next Door Neighbor, played by Krista Miller. But anyway... So there's a song for the, the for the opening sequence that's written by the song composer as well as um, Ben Gibbard Benjamin Gibbard from Death Cab for Cutie so Ben Gibbard sings the song so it definitely has a Death Cab for Cutie vibe it's called Frightening Fishes
1: These days I've been barely holding on Climbing the walls every dust till dawn
0: and so this, the show is basically, it's got um, Harrison Ford, Jessica Williams, Jason Segel are all um, therapists. And so it's their life as therapists, but also their interchange in life with each other. It's a comedy. Um, it's about grief. It's about loss. Um, it's about life. And, and so the soundtrack is really good. If you remember Scrubs had a really great soundtrack. And so this also has a really great soundtrack um, as well and so the the song uh ben Gibbard said that he had this image in his head of those angler fish that are so scary that he saw like a documentary as a kid and so he was trying to imagine the weight we carry around being dragged down to like the mariana trench that sort of thing so it's like um help me carry this weight that's dragging me down pull me out of the drink before i start to drown let the wreckage all sink to where the fishes are frightening so, the song is called Frightening Fishes. Oh, that sounds
4: good. I'm seeing Death Cab for Cutie this fall. Oh, fun. The, at, the, at the Greek in Berkeley oh, and Postal fun.
2: Service. Yeah. I saw them on Broadway.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you?
0: Did you see them on Broadway?
2: Ricardo, you have been chosen by the wheel.
0: Wow. Thank oh you. Hey.
1: That's it's exciting. Been the best for last.
2: Uh,
3: okay, this is my second choice. I don't remember how i found this song again i think it just sort of showed up on spotify and it kind of blew me away it's called praying by kesha
1: you almost had me fooled
0: told me that i was nothing without you
3: came out in 2017. now i don't know her except that i knew that her name had a dollar sign as the s and I guess she had a big, huge hit called TikTok, which I don't know. Maybe that's what they named the thing after, but um, it uh, I, I just I kind of thought, oh, she's just kind of some, you know, it person from like the 2010s. And it's all this kind of shallow music, this whole business. So this song comes on, and I'm like, "Wow, this song's amazing!" And I look, and it's Kesha. She didn't have the dollar sign anymore. And so I don't know if you know her story, but yes. she—so she was a, you know, just kind of a pop dance star, I guess, in 2011 or 12. Uh, but she had this nasty, kind of evil manager. This song is about coming to feel empathy for someone else, even if they hurt you or scare you. Kesha wrote. Uh, And she says, it's a song about learning to be proud of the person you are, even during low moments when you feel alone. It's also about hoping everyone, even someone who hurts you, can heal, she added. So this song, Praying, is off an album called Rainbow, and it's, I think, stunning. I'm going to read you some of the lyrics. Sometimes I pray for you at night. Someday maybe you'll see the light. Oh, some say in life you're going to get what you give. But some things only God can forgive. So she's saying, I I can't forgive you, but I hope that you become less tormented and less kind of of an awful person. So I just think that's that's kind of amazing uh, that she can do that after what was done to her and yet be honest about it. She's not, you know, sugarcoating it. Um, She's not being like overly vengeful, but she's acknowledging that she's come out stronger. I just think it's an amazing song. Spin the wheel.
2: I'm spinning it. It has come up, Betsy.
0: Oh, third song. A song that's kind of come back. Um, I was listening to, I've been doing like new wave playlists for like my, cause my students have been like, when we'll do like working time in class, they'll be like,
1: let's listen to some of your music
0: that you listen to. So, you know, I'm saying, Oh, have y'all heard of the B 52s? Like I'm talking about like stuff like that, but a song that's kind of come up in that wormhole kind of searching is um, is Michael Penn. Do we, do we all know Michael Penn? Married to Amy Mann and um, the brother of Sean Penn. Like, he's he's a great songwriter and a wonderful guitarist. But the song is called um, No Myth.
1: So She says it's time she goes But wanted to be sure I-
0: Hopes we can be friends. and it's a great song no myth there's another one he does called uh, this and that and it is he's just great the songs are tight they hang well together the lyrics are great and it just takes me back to to high school and like I, oh no one's heard of michael Penn? i've heard of him he's really good you Know and uh, and like just kind of a really wonderful singer songwriter, Michael Penn. I like,
3: Michael Penn. when was this song? Is it from like recent or like the 2000s? Do
0: you know, like 1989? <laughs> oh. Michael Penn, okay. I wonder what he's doing now.
3: I don't know, but Amy Mann is just
2: great.
0: I mean, so cool, right?
2: <laughs> like, super cool.
4: Like, your spouse is really cool. <laughs>
2: All right. The wheel has chosen Liz again.
4: Oh my gosh. Okay. So I told you my list was eclectic and I picked this one just because, um, I'm going to see Lizzo on Friday and okay. I, I am excited. Um, and so it's a Lizzo song. It's truth hurts by Lizzo, which, um, is just such a great song. And I have a funny story about it that I just want to tell that, uh, in 2020, Our diocesan um, clergy retreat was led by former presiding bishop, Catherine Jefford Shorey. And she's fantastic. Um, You know, if our listeners don't know who she is, go Google her. She has an incredible story. She's a big leader in our tradition. And um, she's a real smart woman. She's pretty quiet. And I was in a small group with her during the whole retreat. So I think I started to think that, like, I really knew her, you know, (laughs) Like, I think I started to think that we had become friends. <laughs> so oh, this is, it is. Yes. <laughs> oh, you know, We yeah. are
2: friends all the time. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and this is really, like, uh, pretty. This whole story could just, like, tell it at my funeral. Like, it is just a pretty good snapshot of what it's like to be me. So, anyway, after the retreat's over, um, I'm going out to lunch with her. And our bishop, our diocesan bishop, we're taking her out to lunch before taking her to the airport and we stop and park the car, uh, we're downtown and outside of a store that is just blasting truth hurts, um, like outside the store. And you know, the first, like, I don't know if you all remember the first time that you heard Lizzo, but like, it's kind of arresting. You're kind of like, who is like, what is this? This is the energy is great. Mm -hmm. I was in 2020, like in a real, uh, era of like, kind of being, a woman and like you know it's kind of post uh me too and like you know you all remember during the trump mm-hmm. presidency and anyway mm-hmm. so bishop Jeffrey shorey says um who who is this who is this artist and i said oh my god this is lizzo and i said The she looks she doesn't know who lizzo is and i said the first line of this song is i just took a dna test turns out i'm a hundred percent that b-. i just took a
1: I'm a hundred percent, that bitch, even when I'm crying crazy Yeah, I got boy problems, that's the human in me
4: jeffrey Shory would appreciate i really did because i think it's one of the greatest lyrics in like pop music history and the look on her face <laughs> oh no oh man. <laughs> it's mortifying <laughs> she looked at me like did you just call me a b-? like i like it was so confusing <laughs> and so i was just like so it's a it's really it's really empowering it's a it's a great song <laughs> So you should look her up. Liz, she plays the flute, too. She's a real impressive. Like, <laughs> Did you tell that to... Uh, so you
0: were trying to really, like, run it back,
4: run it back, run it back. <laughs> and right. it's a breakup song. And I think it's really empowering. And I think as a woman in a leadership position, there are times when you kind of have to dig into that vibe. Catherine Jefford shorey and I are not of the same generation. <laughs> she, was not,
0: she was not ready to dig into that
4: vibe with you, <laughs> Liz and like that is classic me honestly yep. <laughs> like wow. that type of thing happens to me uh quite a bit but we recovered uh no <laughs> we didn't say anything oh else gosh, about that's it.
2: awesome wow
3: that is awesome so there, there's Lizzo and there's oh Liz
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is true
4: so I cannot hear this song without thinking of that moment and uh Truth be told, I'm not even that embarrassed. It was just so funny. And, like, how do you, like, you can't explain, like, this is a really funny moment. Like, I, w- <laughs> I wish you could get how funny this is. But you do
3: <laughs> So, Liz, <laughs> yeah. Catherine Jeffers, Shory, and I are good friends.
4: <laughs> <laughs> really? Ask her if you're no, no, no.
3: <laughs> we're, we we're not, but I, I just, I, I feel like I have enough of a sense of her to know that that probably wouldn't have flown. Um, so I'm yeah. glad you felt comfortable enough at whatever <laughs> retreat you were. I don't know what they were feeding you, but uh,
4: <laughs> yeah. I, you know, we were in a small group together. Like I really did feel like I had gotten to know her, but the topic of the retreat was, uh, was about anti-violence. And she was specifically talking about violent language and oh. um so oh. I, it was I miss I misread the moment. Wow. <laughs> to, to to put it one oh, way.
1: <laughs> yeah, a little
4: bit.
3: That is a oh, great man. lyric. Though.
4: It is oh, such God. a great lyric. It is such a fun, like it is such a fun song. And for a breakup song, like it is just so empowering.
2: Yeah, that is yeah. so yeah. that is so awesome. Well
4: That's
2: um
3: <laughs> you know, you never know. Maybe someday she'll tour, give a talk, and mm-hmm. she'll just kind of come out and lead with that line, and just kind of really give a smackdown when
2: it's where it's she. Heated.
0: She will not. She. I think so.
2: And you know how she'll follow up. She'll she'll start. She'll 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 read that lyric, and she'll say, "You know, my good friend Lizzie <laughs> from the Diocese of Nebraska
4: <laughs>
2: introduced me to this song."
4: Like, what I cannot imagine what she was thinking, and I can't imagine what I was thinking other than just being so excited about it.
0: so About your new blossoming friendship.
4: <laughs> yes, and my poor bishop is standing there, like, <laughs> like so sorry, like, take it back.
0: so sorry, so sorry.
3: So, Liz, oh, I'm man. just, I, I don't, I don't want to dis presiding bishops, but I think you were in the right. I yeah. think it was all right. I mean, I, certainly there's a time and a place, and you need to read the room or the person. Yeah. But you were being your authentic self, and you were
4: Absolutely. sharing. True, you
1: know.
4: <laughs> and what I'm about to say, cut that. Do not include this in the in the podcast, Greg. These okay. those are my margin hands. You have to cut this part out.
1: Five hours later.
2: Anyway, thanks. I don't think I can go live. Um, lot to unpack.
1: Okay,
0: okay. What's
2: going on next, Greg? Um, so the wheel has chosen me. So this is my last song. Wow. Wait, are we all to our last song, Ricardo? No, No, Ricardo has two more. Oh, Ricardo, you've got two more. Wow. Close it out. Wow. Uh, okay. So for my fourth song, just really quickly, we have arrived at the two thousands one hit wonder. And I have chosen Young Folks by Peter Bjorn and John, which mm-hmm. the only reason that you know this song is because there's a wonderful whistled intro to the song. Like, a, you know, if I could whistle, I would whistle it. but you'll hear it right now playing under my voice. And so you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, in the 2000s, there were these fun little do do doo pop songs that came out. And I got to tell you, I'm a sucker for a good pop song. And this is a good one. But the thing that I love about the song is that there's a lyric at the chorus where it says... Oh, we don't care
1: about the young girls,
0: Real poetry, <laughs> real
2: poetry, right there. But a very simple way of saying that everybody's gonna put, everybody's gonna put an agenda on you or an expectation on you. But you know what? You don't have to live up to any of that stuff. Just be yourself. Just be your own Liz, talking about <laughs> whatever with the former presiding bishop, and be yourself. Like, here's the thing: as as someone who's worked with young people in the church. I believe there was someone on the podcast that said these very words and I wholeheartedly agree. It's the source of optimism in our church working with young people. Uh and it's a gift that I've received working with them in that I don't ever have to really listen to them complain about the institution or complain about like the politics or anything like that. Like they complain, but it's usually about life stuff and not about dumb church stuff. And uh, the more I work with adults, the more I wish I could just go back to working with youth more and more because like adults just really drag you down and youth really are pretty optimistic and hopeful about what the future of the church is. And so I, I like this song because it's like, listen, don't come in here with like, you know, some agenda or some style that you think that like people need. Just talk about whoever it is that you are and it'll be fine. And the other encouraging thing that comes from the work that I do and did more of uh, before a couple of years ago, but uh, definitely still do, is that um, we talk a lot about sort of the future of the Episcopal Church and where is it and, you know, blah, 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 and is it dying and all of this stuff. And what I can tell you is that, you know, for all the complaints that people have about Gen Z and young people and stuff they are they are better than us like they are better than any than any older generation that came before them i always hate it like when people use like oh they're a member of the greatest generation because i'm like no i i I, i've met the greatest generation and they're a lot younger than who you're referencing Mm, so that's sweet um so we're in good shape like like the future is in really good hands and and i'm like I don't know. I'm just really glad that I get to work with those people. So that's all.
0: You really gave Peter Bjorn and John a lot of credit. That was that was good. They should be happy about that. Didn't they? done that song in a commercial too? I feel like they they also sold that song.
2: I don't know. Probably
0: it was around.
2: right. I mean, come on. If you're a one hit wonder, like. Don't you think Chumbawamba you know, like, sold their song like crazy? Like you know, sure, they well, ever... sure.
0: But uh, I, th- I, th- I think I think if you have a strong whistle, you're already a commercial success.
2: Strong, <laughs> right. strong whistle,
0: strong whistle.
2: Yeah, that is a strong. whistle.
0: I agree
4: with that.
2: All right, uh, wheel has chosen Liz. Mm-hmm. What's <gasps> oh my gosh,
4: um, I'm really having like regrets about telling that story. Do you think that was okay
2: to so leave it in the pod? Dude, if I have to cut that story from the pod, I'm going to be so No,
4: you don't, but like (laughs) do you guys seriously think it's okay? No,
0: but I think we've all had that moment, especially with somebody who is a older peer and mentor type. Yeah. And it's like we bonded at this thing. Don't you remember? You did
2: not you did not diminish her. You did not (laughs) like make fun of her. You did not mock her. This was a funny exchange that yeah. This is. These are the stories that our people come to this podcast to listen to. Okay,
4: okay, I trust in you guys. Okay, so my last pick, number four, is a song that um, I love, and sometimes I forget that I love, and then I remember it, and it's been stuck in my head all day ever since I picked it. And this is a beautiful little song by the kind of country folk artist Iris Dement. Called Our Town.
1: And you know the sun's and fast. And just like they say, nothing good ever lasts will go hmm. on. Um, first I, I heard. first
4: heard it. I'm a big fan of Northern Exposure. I've always liked that show. Sadly it's impossible to find now. It doesn't stream anywhere. Hmm. Um, and I have DVDs of the full collection of Northern Exposure, except for one volume that I loaned out in seminary and never got back. But anyway, that was a great show from the mid-90s. It was before my time. Like, I didn't watch it when it was on, but I sort of came to appreciate it later. And I watched it when I was in seminary. And the last... uh, It's a story uh, show about a little town in Alaska. It's very quirky. And the last scene of the last episode of that show... The song playing over it is Our Town by Iris DeMent. And it's a story about a woman walking through her town, saying goodbye to her town. Uh, you know, over here is where um, I bought my first car, over here is where I had my first drink, over here is where I met my husband, where I had my kids. And there's a sense that the so- that the town is vanishing, that the town is disappearing. It's sort of like um, Bruce Springsteen's my hometown, kind of but Mm -hmm. it's not as um, low vibe. It's more kind of folky poppy sort of. So that's one interpretation of the song. The other is that she, the person telling the story herself is dying and she's saying goodbye to her town. But it's a really lovely song. And when I was looking into it today, it was the very first song that Iris Dement ever wrote. She was 25 years old and she was driving through like a vanishing Midwestern town and she sat down and wrote this song and she was like, that's it, I'm a songwriter. Like just found my life's vocation, thank you very much. And um, then she has been a songwriter for the rest of her career. It's a really pretty song and it has come to mean a lot to me because a lot of my life now is spent in small towns, some of which are truly vanishing. The last time that we closed a church was a few years ago and as we were rolling into town, it, it was me and the bishop and another member of our staff. I put that song on and we just kind of listened to it as we drove into this town where mm-hmm. truly, like, buildings are boarded up and it, it is a vanishing way of life and a vanishing town. But that's well, and that's my last
0: she just, she just had an album come out, 2023. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. You know, Iris Dement is the
3: singer, I believe, of the theme song to The Leftovers season two and three. But the I think
4: that's right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Let's find out. Hey, Siri, did Iris Dement sing the theme song to The Leftovers? Let the mystery be. Oh, nice. Mm. The Transatlantic Sessions. Iris Luella Dement, by the way.
2: Oh, that's cool. Luella. Okay, Wheel has spun again and has picked Ricardo this time. For some reason, I didn't realize this until now, but my second pick
3: about 17 songs ago is echoed in this one uh, because it's about overcoming a woman overcoming her circumstances to uh, kind of empower herself i think so this song also came from that list that i found the best songs of 1969 i forget who if it was billboard or who rolling stone but this song was number eight of the year and i'd never heard it before And I listened to it, I thought, well, this better be good. Well, it's fantastic. It's by someone who uh, I will use a Latin phrase to please my husband, someone who I think is sui generis, meaning one of a kind. You just don't get songwriting like this. So it's Bobby Gentry.
1: Mm, She's
3: famous for that song, Ode to Billy Joe. You know, the day that Billy Joe McAllister jumped off the Tallahatchie Bridge. Ooh, nice. But this song is from 1969
1: called Fancy. I remember it all very well. Looking back, it was the summer I turned 18. We lived in a one room run-down shack on the outskirts of New Orleans. We didn't have
3: oh Bobby Gentry. God. And she is a phenomenal songwriter. You know, I read up on her a little bit to prepare for this, and she disappeared. You know, She, she had a couple of hits. She had an album, I think, that she did with Glenn Campbell. And then like in 1982, she just stopped. She was done. And people don't even know where she lives right now. Uh, But she was like a a model for a while. She grew up poor just, okay, so I'll tell you about the song first. So the, the song, Wikipedia puts it really kind of strangely succinctly. The song depicts its protagonist using prostitution to overcome childhood poverty. So that's sort of like a weird bland. It's a shocking song for It's now. a
4: little problematic, but it's a banger. Like it is a great song. Wait, so this, this, is this is my sister's
0: this is my sister's karaoke song. You're thinking Reba McIntyre. Yes. Okay, so you're yeah, that's what, right thinking thinking right about, now, that's what I'm thinking. Reba covered it. But yes. Yes. This yeah, is my never, sister's karaoke song.
3: I've never heard wait, she sung this at karaoke? <laughs> Oh, yeah. So I've never heard the Reba McIntyre version until Liz mentioned uh, that there was one. And yeah, sure enough, when I looked it up, it's like one of her biggest hits or something mm-hmm. Spotify mm-hmm. listens. So i would never heard either version, but Bobby Gentry's, I just, again, I love. It's so... It's got straight Again, it's that whole 60s thing. It's got horns. It's got strings. It's got backup singers. Like, yes, she was. You know? <laughs> yep, 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 yep. It's got drums. It's got, like, sound effects. Like, there's a point where, like, a roach goes across her high-heeled shoe and the little violin goes,
1: <laughs>
3: you know? Um, it's brilliant. I mean, the lyrics just kind of fall out, there's like 900 verses
4: I how. know literally every word to this wow. song and I could sing it right now. Wow. You'll really? be nice yes. to the
0: gentleman fancy yep. there. I remember it all very well. I think it was so JD.
4: Is that your karaoke song list? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it could be. I lived in a one room run down shack on the
0: outskirts of New
4: Orleans. So my Thanks sister a...
0: like loved this song when she was like twelve. Wow. Like <laughs> I mean, so like funny. she she and her friend Katie Baldwin <laughs> love this song, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Yeah, that is so great. Now
1: I'm like, that's a problem. That's a problem.
3: Oh, I've I've never heard the song before uh, until this year. But boy, it's caught my fancy. So uh, what Bobby Gentry had to say about the song, she actually, she viewed it as a feminist statement. She says, Mm -hmm. Fancy is my strongest statement for women's lib if you really listen to it. I agree wholeheartedly with that movement and all the serious issues they stand for. Equality, equal pay, daycare centers, and abortion rights. So Fancy by Gentry, who I wish had, I don't know, done more stuff that we know. It's a great song.
4: That's oh, a it's great a choice. It's
2: a, yeah, it's a great. Okay, I'm going to spin the wheel. The wheel has chosen Betsy.
0: So my last song, I was up in New York in April to see Bono on Broadway. I don't know if I mentioned that. But um. <laughs> so uh so i was there and i was hanging out in brooklyn with my lovely friends janice and jay in their apartment and it was kind of this you know i'd seen bono on friday and it was this rainy uh saturday right and so they they just have great taste in music and have some great playlists they just kind of play or whatever they were doing and so the song came on that I don't know whether I'd ever heard before. And it's a song by the band uh, De La Soul. And it's called A Roller Skating Jam Named Saturday.
1: Yes. I've never heard that.
0: It is a great song. It's on the album De La Soul is Dead from 1991. And it's, it's just the vocal gymnastics are awesome. I love De La Soul. I know famously for a long time, their stuff wasn't streaming anywhere and, and that sort of thing. So had to use it off albums and vinyl, but now it is. And so they were, just, they were just on the playlist. And so this song's really famous for using a lot of samples in it. And so it samples the songs you may have heard of. Uh, Frankie Valley's song from Greece. Um Chicago's Saturday in the park. Um Young and Holt's Limited Unlimited Light My Fire. I got my mind made up by the funk band instant funk power of powers ebony jam Peaks, good times and the furious fours f4000 so they just do they're just weavers like they they weave a textile of music de la solda's and so it's just this rainy saturday but it was like this like shaman song and i was like what is this i made my phone tell me what it was and uh and so now i'm just like i've been listening to it ever since it's just a great jam
2: I love it. Girl meets boy on Thursday night. Boy was high, girl fly like pipe They hold hands until next day. Boy, then let's go hit his way. Boy was blank right to his boy. Erection brings that boy joy. Boy thinks of that big fat fat. big black fat, nothing black fat.
1: Girl calls boys send him up on Saturday. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday is
2: the Saturday Saturday, Saturday. Saturday is the Saturday. Saturday is the Saturday. Saturday is the Saturday. Saturday once more, with the wall up in the score. That's
1: about a riff, shit, and make it rock your hip. Revival of the roller boogie in a rick and shit to make you think about the time we spoke fun instead of fight. a diving from a piece of metal, should I? Yo, did that slip your butt to the bricks of this mix. Toss that briefcase it's time to let loose, cause you work like heck to get the week in check. So unfasten
3: that sleeper on your neck. Connected like a vibe from the wheel to the foot. Come on, everybody, get the funky output.
2: And De La Soul is amazing, and yes, yes, their their songs just hit streaming like maybe like a month ago, month and a half ago.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: so De La Soul was when we were in college, and it was the big thing—the three feet high and rising album. That yes, whole,
1: so yeah. good.
3: Well, that whole weaving thing that you're talking about, Betsy, is probably why they were in such trouble all these years.
1: Right.
0: Uh, right. All fans. the samples. Yeah. But yeah, it's so tremendous. But I love that song now. It's
3: my fave. Yay. Am I the only one who has a fourth pick left?
2: You are cleaning up our playlist with the very last song. Oh very man. last song. Well, I tell you, it's 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 gonna be a very um
3: strange uh segue from the De la soul to this song. So this song is depressing. I actually all the four songs have a little depressing thing going on. The song is Love Will Tear Us Apart, uh, and it is sung in the version I am choosing by June Tabor, who is an English folk singer, like traditional kind of English folk singer with a beautiful voice. And um, she recorded an album or or more, I don't know, but in 2011 with a band called, I think, the Oyster Band. And so this song is kind of a duet. It's basically about, about a relationship that's falling apart. By Joy, uh, Joy Division sang the original. And you guys know Love Will Tear Us Apart by Joy Division? Mm-hmm. It's did. like that version came out in 1980, and Joy Division was kind of massively influential. And that version is a little more kind of percussive, and his voice sounds like he's singing in a cave, like when routine barts are, like this, right? And so the the lyrics, you know, it's depressing, but it's mostly the music, the You know, and the synthesizer that kind of gets the beat going. And when I first heard it, it was like I was in college in 1986. I was roommates with like, there were six of us in like a three bedroom apartment that was illegal uh, to have more than four people in, and Madison, Wisconsin but uh, one of my roommates was Doug McRobb and he was like super cool. He would dry his hair so that it stood up like, you know, Robert Smith of the cure. And he listened to all that the go betweens and all these bands. And so he listened, he loved joy division and they became new order after Ian Curtis died. Mm -hmm. Obviously that's more famous, but joy division was hugely influential. Um, But Ian Curtis was really troubled. He, was struggling in his marriage, he suffered from depression and he had epilepsy. And so all this stuff, I thought, wow, great song. But then I heard this version, it just happened upon it on Spotify, and it's very bare, and the lyrics really come out. And the lyrics are really vulnerable. The lyrics about a disintegrating marriage in this case, um, when I hear this version really come out, I'm just gonna read a couple.
1: You cry out and you see. All my feelings exposed There's a taste in my mouth As desperation takes hold Just that something so good Just don't function no more And love, love will tear us apart Love, love will tear us apart again.
3: Love, That's intense. And from someone who's 23 years old, talking about how, I mean, he goes right into the bed, you know, into the bedroom. We're, we're not even doing this right anymore. And why and what's happened. But it wasn't until I heard this June Tabor version that I realized how vulnerable that song was. And but what I want to say personally is that in nineteen, in the nineteen eighties, when I was in college and I thought, oh, I have my whole life ahead of me, and I was tormented or whatever, this song was like this fun, sad, fun song. But now I'm middle aged, and some of this stuff is true. You know, life didn't kind of turn out the way you planned in some ways, and romance, and I mean, obviously, I'm happily married, but you know, there are things one thinks looks looks back on and is like, well, I wish my life had gone this way. Her voice, June Tabor's crystal clear, beautiful voice that just has that tinge of regret that you couldn't hear in Ian Curtis's voice because he was singing like he was in a cave. So I guess the passage of time, I think, is what I hear in this version, but also just beautiful music and some rediscovered music repurposed for a cover that's even more meaningful to me now than even that song, I think, was back then. Mm -hmm. So it's a fabulous, I mean, again... It's a classic. Love will tear us apart, by uh, sung by June Tabor and the Oyster Band, uh, but originally written by Ian Curtis and sung by Joy Division. Performed. It's a great song, and that's the thing about music, man. It just it accompany. Like Greg was saying, you hear a song and it takes you right back to when you were driving around with nothing to do. We all it you know, takes you back to Catherine, Jeffords. Shari. It takes you back to um, you know like Bono, and so. Th- I, I think music is the best thing. I just think when we when we have to make a, an account for ourselves as a human race to God, we can say, but look at these songs. Mm. I think we'll kind of get a reprieve. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for sharing your stories and your songs and your wisdom and your perspectives. Um, we will call this popping playlist a wrap. You've got to find us on Spotify. What's it going to be called, Greg?
2: It'll be called Popping Playlist 2023, and you'll find it embedded on our website. If you just go to poppingcollegepodcast.com, click the link at the top uh, that says Popping Playlists, and you'll find the list right there on our website.
3: Terrific. Thank you. So you can listen for hours and let them become your memories as well. So that's a wrap. Our Popping Playlist 2023. Thank you all for your great Songs. Thank you, Liz. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Betsy. And you can find us, popping collars, that is, where you found us now and other places too, like the not called Episcopal Cafe anymore, but EpiscopalJournal.org, which we love to write in their diary of (laughs) EpiscopalJournal.org. And we know you will too. And we have merchandise. We have a great new line of products. You can get our logo on almost anything you want. Uh, Let's get it out there. Spread the word, spread the logo, and all shall be well. And that's it for this episode of Popping Collars. We will see you next time, the four of us and you, to talk about it all once more. So until then, keep those collars popped.
1: Pop, pop.
2: It's like the Lord of the Rings
1: oh,
0: outro. Man, we did.
4: Good work guys.
1: oh no
0: it was a little bit gospel of John at the end there just you know, in. I went into a trance good. it was good it was just like the farewell discourse it was great
4: oh great four <laughs>
1: chapters that's right. love, love will tear us apart. so